Daddy. Yes, sir. You're too heavy. I'm trying to call me fat. Hmm? <laughs> 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 I love you. <laughs> okay, come down. <laughs> Um, welcome everyone. Uh, thanks for tuning in again. This is now our third episode. Third episode of the Black Dad Magic Podcast. Yeah. Um with myself, Rolando. Kester here. I'm Patrick Daya. And just waiting for I was waiting to see what Andy was gonna put on <laughs> I was thinking, is he gonna go with this big boss thing or <laughs> big boss thing? Right, then I say, ah, I'm gonna bet next time I'm gonna bet with you because I own it with money. Mm. <laughs> this guy, um, but no, um, yeah, for everyone, thanks for listening to our first couple podcasts. If this is your first one, and then yeah, there's two more, um, great content there for you for you to, to go through and review. And for everyone that so far has listened and just provided some feedback, shared their experiences and their stories, and you know tips thank you guys so much yeah we had quite a few we had quite a few very uh, quite a lot of responses which was quite overwhelming to us thank you guys it's amazing thank you so much it's quite varied and that's what um it's quite it's quite nice because when you when you go through and you see that it's not just mothers and it's not just grandmas like there's a lot of male all um, people, male people, you know. There's a lot of males listening, and that's what we were aiming for. Really, we want to get a, a large engagement for for males, whether you're pre dad, existing dad, post dad, you know. Um, and then to have that is it's really great looking. So again, anything you guys hear, um, anything you want to question, you know, if you've got a different idea, um, or your circumstances, you know, yeah, just drop us a DM or. Uh, um, on our Instagram page, which is blackdadmagic um, underscore UK. And again, you can email us as well. Email? What's our email? It's on the it's on Instagram page, isn't it? Oh, shame. Because yeah. <laughs> we don't really... make that email for. Yeah, we really don't use the email, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because we've got like some people abroad that's listening and stuff, you know, that's wicked. Shout out to the people in Australia. Um, yeah. The guys in Canada. Canada. By sir, sir, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we got the people there, isn't it? We don't want to burn them down. That's a lighter. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think I got some of this, the 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 feedback that they've shared across here, and I think this the first one I received, or one of the first ones that I received, was from a friend of mine from university, and it was brilliant. Basically, I'm just gonna read it out. You know, She's like, um, appreciate I'm not your demographic, basically white female with no children, but it's so nice to bypass the media and hear the perspective of black fathers from their own mouths. And I dare say you're not doing a great job. Or if you are say so yourself, a little cheeky stuff, because I was, I was quite cheeky in uni. Um, but she's like, yeah, obviously I'll, under- I'll understand better than her the importance of our podcast. But it's so great to have something to point people in the right direction when they continually choose to blame black fathers for the current knife crime issues in London when clearly the racial inequality in this country is far more nuanced than that. I'm um, mm-hmm. forward to hearing more. And it's, that, that, that was great. That, That's I, very good. I love that one, man. It was wicked because as much as the title of our podcast is Black Dad's Magic, it's not just aimed 
the black majority black. yes literally yes. every race because the narrative we'll that's there, this is it and the narrative that's there every single race it's not specific on choosing you know only white people are going to think this way or only asian people are going to think this way it literally impacts every single race Everyone. that's correct that so one, true. Like, it was it was brilliant man it was absolutely brilliant um was the other ones we got there's another one i think kest from one, one of your guys um so they had a listen enjoyed the discussion and glad to see that you know us guys breaking down the father stereotypes and also breaking generational curses which we said at the beginning was, was a major key for us yeah. um, stepping away from the generational not curse but the generational stigma and and the repeated cycle um and yeah they they really enjoyed hearing from us the perspective about bringing up black kids and in, in this current yeah. society and the fears that we have so we're really trying our utmost best to be as transparent to everyone that's listening you know across how we feel um and what we go through and in turn we would love for everyone else to do the same you know if you listen to this and you know a certain situation you went through you felt a particular way yeah just give us a shout reach out yeah, to us and yeah. stuff and uh, as it goes we ain't gonna have no filter Oh no, we don't. That, he definitely he has no filter. No. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, no, literally, we ain't gonna have no filter. So it's just one of those ones that we gotta enable. In order for everybody else to kind of be transparent with us, we gotta just be transparent with them. And obviously, by listening to our podcast, yeah. I hope everyone can see that we're just being one hundred percent real, true yeah. about every situation, everything that we go through currently right now, because. There's a lot still, and everybody obviously has got different thoughts and feelings that they want to share with everybody, and some things that people bottle up inside. But you know, we move. We have to. We have to find a way to kind of rise above it, proceed with positivity. You know how it goes, man. Yeah, and there was even one from someone actually quoted um, Patrick's "Live Live by Slogan," and when I say yeah. this is Patrick's "Live by Slogan." It's literally his <laughs> live. If he if he wants to get if he doesn't a, a if he doesn't end tattoo, the show saying that go on sorry sorry yeah if he wants to get a slogan tattooed <laughs> anywhere uh, like it will be this one line and uh, you know what it's, and that's a thought you know <laughs> <you're dead. laughs> but it's a good one though um let's go back to it they were like they really enjoyed um Patrick's slogan on presence over presence you know because and it ties in with something someone else said to myself um this situation they've got with their ex-partner and their child they weren't there they weren't present at all but they would send gifts they send monetary um, yeah. items or just send money in its sense and i'm sure she don't mind me sharing this um the daughter turned around to the dad and was like you know this is how i feel and it, it's when it impacted him on the lack of engagement he's had in his child's life and she's That's at like 30 now so yeah. this is why gents, moms, everyone, when we're saying be engaged and be active because as much as you don't think about it, when... It means a lot. Yep. And when your child turns around and then, you know, slaps you in the face with this sort of information, not physically hopefully, because God rest their soul, <laughs> but nah, you're going to feel like absolute trash. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are just, yeah. just a That's couple so of true. them. It's just a couple of them and there, there's so many coming through, especially on the Instagram page as well. Um, but yeah, guys, it's there. It's that, 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 that's magic underscore UK on Instagram, and yeah, just reach out to us, and we're there for it. Yeah, I think um, goes into like this week's one here. Yeah, I think P, you just literally 
alluded to the touch onto it that stigma of it's I, I say it's part stigma yeah, of um expressing feelings or feelings in its entirety because there's this like thing I don't know what to call it well, but of like men don't discussing how they feel or or talking about feelings at all. Yeah. But before I go into it, because I think it's 50 50 in it. Like you look from your perspective in it on outside of us, because obviously we talk to each other about how we feel about you know certain situations, certain situations the kids yeah. or and what's for. But like you, I want you to think about it before I fling in mine. Okay. Boy, go on, P. Um, all right, thoughts and feelings. It all ties in even what we were doing last episode about fears, you know, just you realize once you get a child mm. it's, it's it's a different kind of love like you it's so hard to explain unless you have a child out there so it's just one of those ones where you've got to kind of deal with every stress struggle pain that they go through even if they're crying for no reason sometimes when you just see the tears out of their eyes like you feel sorry for them and obviously for those who don't know i lost my son um 2018 it was was it 20 yeah, it was. Yes. Beginning of the yeah, January 2018. Yeah. 2018, yeah. It was, a, it was a different kind of experience. and It's hard sometimes to talk about it. I've never really given myself a platform like that to kind of just talk about it. I've did it through song. I've spoken to a couple friends. But, you know, you know when it just gets long, just speaking over and over things, mm-hmm. and it just stirs mm-hmm. up memories and everything. But, um, yeah, no, so I lost my son. Um he was diagnosed, not diagnosed, sorry. Um, basically, what happened was he had caught three different strains of flu in it. And I think one was Aussie flu. I don't know if you don't remember. Yeah, Aussie, yeah, Aussie flu. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and that was kidding up people. But I think he had bronchitis. And the next one, I can't remember. Um, Let him know how old Josiah was. That was two, man. Yeah. So you just develop that personality that you got used to, where you just said daddy, mummy, like all of these. Full of energy. Just, oh, yeah. Full of <laughs> energy, bro. I'm telling you. Like, like oh. this boy had me on my toes. It's a young Patrick. Let me tell you something, yeah? Sorry to point. If, if, if um, no one knew Patrick or sees Patrick, yeah? Josiah was Patrick's little handbag. When I mean, Anywhere decide come like Patrick will rock up with a van, the size in the front seat in a car seat. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. You... <laughs> everywhere we go, the size always there. Literally, this this little boy is everywhere, and it's it was it was refreshing. He was a split yeah. image of his dad. Yeah, um, of course, and in, in his personally, and as well as his mom Chantel as well. Um, so, yeah, yeah, we can yeah. never write that off. Um, you can yeah. definitely see oh, well. Chantel in his first time as well, <laughs> but he was so much more like Patrick. And yeah. um, I think that that I don't know whose energy got more of, but he definitely formulated his own. Um, so for me, he's always been energy god, um, sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, P, go to go on. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, he he was a spirit man, you understand me, and that's why, even right now, just building up towards keeping his name alive isn't it mm-hmm. but um yeah back to what i was saying yeah so he caught those three different strains of flu so it's just like 
that even stems to certain things right now as to my fears of what's going on in it. It's, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to touch into the topic too, too tough about this coronavirus thing, but <laughs> obviously I've got a child right now and my previous child passed away due to flu type yeah. symptoms. Yeah. You see what I'm trying to say to you? So it's just one of those ones where for her protection, I'll do anything I can. You understand me? Like, regardless of whether my, I believe that this whole coronavirus thing is real or not, I'll do everything I can. But it, it's just built up from, like, you see how Josiah was? His personality that I grew to know, like, it got to a stage where I was, I don't know, like, it's so hard to explain the love, bro. Like, it's just so hard to explain the love, man. It's, like, I'm going to miss him daily. Like, I'll play his songs in my ear daily. Do you understand me? But I remember that night and I wrote a little something for it. Like, I remember that night I was holding him. Like, he wasn't himself, literally just walking around, um, lying down on the floor wherever he could place his head. And obviously it upset me. So I just said to him, I was like, Zaya, do you want a cuddle? And he nodded. He nodded and he kind of to my lap and gave me a cuddle. And then he... Um, he climbed down to wherever he went. I just brought a pillow and just put it behind his head in it. And yeah, obviously, mummy came home and I told her, like, well, go on. And she just she took him to the bedroom and she tried to put him to sleep and rest up. Next day, like, obviously, I think I, I just, I, yeah, the next day, because I just let him sleep in the bed that time, innit? So I stayed in the front room. Next day, came. And I see him just still lying on the floor. I was just like, she's like, yeah, it's been up and down all over. I'm going to work now. So obviously I have to go to work. She's keeping an eye on him. And I just said, call me if anything. Get to work. I was in work for like, what, two hours? Get a phone call saying um, he's not breathing. Like he's not responding. He's not responding. I was like, what? So I dust home, like literally dust home got home, see the ambulance were there already, open the front door and I just see him on the floor. Like, you know, see how my house is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, you walk, yeah, yeah. go through the front door, it's just literally just there, like, yeah. just outside the bathroom door and it's just like, like, what? So, so, they're doing everything they can. Like, Shannon's just up and down the house pacing, so I just go and hold her and obviously, I, I don't know what's happened, isn't it? And, she, and she, obviously, she told me she just, it's, like he was going to nap and then she came in to come check on him and yeah it she couldn't you know she wasn't responding so it got to the stage where like we had to go to the hospital now so we all jumped into the like the ambulance got to the hospital bro like it got different from there like it just it got so real to the point where he's lying there and he starts, all I remember is him coughing up like pus, mucus, mm-hmm. you understand? And um, I'm like, what? Like, sh- I just remember Shan turning away and I saw I saw the stopwatch that they had and they was trying to obviously do all the CPR and everything. And I see the stopwatch and it said 26 minutes. 26 minutes it took for them to get back a pulse for him. You understand? Mm-hmm. And we got back to the hospital. 
got back to the hospital and it was just whoa like went upstairs entered the next room and we were just all by his bedside didn't it mm-hmm. and I think that's when people started coming around and it was it was comforting it was warming so I just want to thank everybody that did come out it's just there for moral support you know the love it was it was it was beautiful man mm-hmm. like literally I just had a I was in my own thoughts and feelings about just trying to keep everybody happy and keep everybody, you know, the positive memories of him from day. Like, I don't believe in no negativity around me. You see mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say to you? So I just tried to keep the energy alive because, bro, like, the thoughts that ran through my mind, <clears throat> I don't think I really shared with nobody like that. You see what I'm trying to say to you in terms of me just sometimes just not wanting to just be here no more. And that and that and that that was that was real, but then at the same time, I prefer my own company. But for me to get to a stage like that, I've had to just find things to do in order to keep me busy. You I see think, what I'm trying to say to you? I think that's the one thing. Sorry, I think that's the one thing. Yeah. Um, it's quite difficult because, well, for for me personally, I'm not too sure about anyone else, but when someone has lost anyone you don't know the all the question people always ask is are you okay no you're never okay because you just lost someone that's close to you mm-hmm. but then you don't yeah. know how people will um how people grieve some people grieve in talking some people would want to be busy some people want to be laughing some people want to be just leave them alone and it was quite difficult yeah. with you because we didn't know well i didn't know how person how you would want to deal with the situation really yeah and I feel like a few people are like that in terms because I'm not gonna lie to you man felt it from a lot mm-hmm. and I don't think it was in a bad way it was just more of a way where um people didn't know how to approach the me situation. in terms of the situation yeah. and and obviously my understanding of that obviously I could have just reacted differently I think no no one's gonna be around me no more don't relax I'm trying to say to you but I, I kind of looked at it through the eyes of everybody else. So it kind of goes along. I wasn't really I wasn't really thinking of myself, my own well-being, all them kind of things. Like, I'm more wanting to make sure that everybody around me was okay. So I didn't get goals. Bro, I looked at my phone. I had about four, just Snapchat alone, I had about 400 messages. And I, over the week, like, I made sure that I responded to everybody because I was so grateful. For them, certain people just reaching out. Do you see what I'm trying to say to you? And it just kind of brought light to like literally what's just happened. Like I didn't even tell you lot. Like I looked in the I looked in the mirror one time. I came back. I was by myself. I ain't shared this with no one. I don't think. And I looked in the mirror, and I just broke down crying. And I screamed out, "Why? Why?" And I couldn't stop crying. And it was mad because in the longest, that's one of the one times where I felt so much true emotion. I think it just started to hit, like, wow, this is this is real. Yeah. Like, life we take for granted, you see what I'm trying to say to you sometimes. And sometimes I'll sit and think, like, I don't want a deep death, but it's just I'll sit and think with myself and I'm just like, okay, 
like wow I, I'm, I'm a human <laughs> who, yeah. who, who am I like who is this like how am I walking how am I picking this up just randomly not thinking about certain things and obviously we've all got our time we've all got our time in the sky and this is it's a scary subject that I know a lot of people don't really want to touch on in terms of death because it's as real as it can get and we don't kind of believe it until it kind of hits home proper we hear about millions of people dying all the time but we don't really understand the true value of life until it's it's kind of experience has happened yeah you see what I'm trying to say to you and it's true because before him I've never lost anybody Mm. ever like sometimes I've gone through life thinking who who's next? I really hope it's not somebody that's close to me. Yeah, well, but I that's thought, the reality. Yeah, that's yeah. Tell me about it, man. But then the thing is, yeah, we got up. We don't. We don't. We don't have to. We can't look back in sadness. Mm. We got no, look we back don't. in but... celebration. Because if anyone knew, after this whole Josiah pass, obviously we had a funeral. It was a lovely sent off, and it was it was so packed. People like you couldn't get in the church. People staying outside. That's that's a love and support that Patrick and Chanton families have, and they have. It was so packed, and like after that, we have to celebrate Josiah's life because, like, literally, yeah. we can't we can't be crying about it, even though we should, even though we, we can. Obviously, that's what I mean. Yeah, but it's the thing is, as men, we don't talk about it. We literally we don't, and this is why I put on I put to like because how I that pain that I felt when I was bawling. Bro, listen, like, and obviously I've seen Shan cry, like, we was in church and she broke down and cried and yeah. I felt that. Yeah. You see what I'm trying to say to you? Because I, 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 I'm experiencing this now. Mm. You can only be 20 times worth for her. She, she carried, she carried yeah. that little boy, man. You see what I'm trying to say to you? And that's why I think more or less, like, I put my feelings aside. But you see one thing with me, yeah, I can't stay down for too long so that's why I just had to turn this negative into into a positive, positive. And just, I promised him and I said to him by his graveside one time that I'm going to keep your name alive I promise you that yeah and I didn't know what to do I, I wanted to set up a, whether I wanted to set up a charity or or get a, um, sponsor some research that was into him and I thought you know what let me let me incorporate this with something that I'm doing that, that I'm, I'm doing currently right now. Do you understand me? So I did his name to the graphic design business. You see what I'm trying to say to you? To, yeah. to a lot of the outside world, they might just see it as just a name, but no, this is me trying to keep a legacy. It has a deeper meaning. It's deeper meaning, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I mentioned before about everything. Um, you see what I'm trying to say to you? From that to the entertainment company, like, he was just full of joy, and that's what man wants to bring, joy to people's life. Happiness. You know, yeah. like I miss them days when everyone just was able to always link up all the time. Like, mm-hmm. so I tried to do certain things and events in order to do that. You see, what I'm trying to say to you, my, my methodology and my thinking is just kind of different in, in, in terms of all of that, man. But we build, we grow, we move. Yeah. And I've just got to keep his name alive, as I promise, bro. Like, literally. It will, it will. Well, like, when this all will happen, yeah, like... Mm-hmm. It's a it's a difficult situation because, like, this is the stigma that's against men and especially black men, young black men. Is that we don't want to talk, we don't want to talk about it. Chantel, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure she talks to her relative, her mom, her dad. She sat down, she expressed her feelings, but 
for us, like, it's literally, did we ever sit down and talk about this? Literally? Oh, well, I know me and Pete talk about it a couple of times. Yeah, um, we've literally yeah. never. Because when um, there were certain red flags, you see, and when you know it's certain red flags, some of your friends, mm. whether you think they're oh, attention yeah. seeking or not, just yeah, investigate, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, mm-hmm. And as me and Patrick has gone on over 15 years of friendship at the moment. So you, you start to, to know someone. And when you know what Inside his nature out. is like, yeah. you know, and when I say to you, when, one of the, the, the strongest memories I got with, with Josiah passing was when we were in the hospital. And this, and if nothing, if nothing describes a man's character, then this, I don't know what is. And Josiah literally just passed a few moments. And Patrick is consoling me. I'm the one crying. Like, mm. Pete obviously is upset. And Pete, Patrick is crying. But Pete went around the room consoling everyone that was there. And a man held me. And was like, I need to be strong for him. This is the father of the child that just passed. Do you, do you understand the volume yeah, that, yeah, that, that yeah. says about you? That speaks, yeah. And it's like, I don't like enough people don't know things like that. I know this is quite private, and um, you, you you can't fathom what it will take for you as a as a as a per, as a parent to again, like you said, set its feelings aside to try and comfort everyone that that was around. Because I think apart from when I went back to work, I was like, I came to us almost every day, and when. For people that don't know how to reach, for re- didn't know how to read, reach mm. to be, some guys will, will message me, you know, and they were like, they don't, like Patrick rightly said, they don't know how to approach it. Yeah. Because what he's going through is not something you'd wish on anyone. What him and Chantel are going through, you, 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 you can't describe it because you haven't gone through it. So, and, and I remember me and P was having a discussion about this exact same thing as well when he first saying about, you know, the, the lack of reaching out versus to who has reached that sort of thing and we have proper broke it down and it's like it, it's a hard avenue to approach um and i remember when he was like bro sometimes i just i don't want to be here i just want to see my son yeah. and even just that the sentence alone told you where his mental state was at and it, again it's something that i was wary of would happen because this was his best friend something just something crazy which we don't want to again this was his best friend so at the time so we had to have the the difficult conversations with uh, some of them patrick instigated and some of them i probed a bit deeper on and it's addressing not just elephant in the room but and getting to an uncomfortable spot but if say we never ever spoke about it you know Mm. and could work one day trying to phone p and can't get can't get through to p like it's it's absolutely phenomenal, and and I've always said I've already I've always spoke on the the, the strength um, that oh Chantel and P's got or has to to have gone from such a dark place to where they are now. But at the same time, we as in people, we only know what we're what what we're privy to seeing. So outside mm-hmm. of when, like P said, when he's at home by himself, shouting in the mirror. I remember one night when I called P. And he's like, bro, I can hear his voice. Like, he's like, he can hear Josiah's voice. I didn't know what to say to that. Yeah. Because even when I projected myself into Patrick's shoes, I was like, you can't. I, I, I couldn't. 
And even when, when I imagined it, I remember saying to Pete, I can only imagine what you're going through in that sense. But I know if, if I was in that same position, I would be hearing the voices as well. Because you start, like, when you're in a home that you shared with your child, your best friend for a better part of two years, you know, I remember Patrick was everywhere. You know? And again, people will not discredit anything from Chantal because she's a phenomenal one to, to desire. Them two was also best friends. Well, we spent so much time with 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 Pete and just like everywhere they went, so you, you can understand, like feeling like that presence isn't there, but feeling like it's there. It was a hell of a lot. And I remember when we had the discussion, he was expressing some of the suicidal thoughts that he's had, you know. Um, and I was quite glad that he was able to have the discussion with me. Not that I didn't expect him to, I expect him not to. But mm-hmm. at the same time, he could have been well in his rep to just pretend. Because sometimes you just need to listen. Yeah, and and it's something that my friend put up the other day on his social media. It's like, man, them will say, man, them will, um, I'm good, you know, till they're dead. And it's, it's true. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, I'm good, you know. Yeah. Man, will, I'm yeah. good until they're dead. Why? I don't... Because we as humans think we can sort things out ourselves. Sometimes you, you, you need those around you. You need those people around you to come and just be there to ease certain thoughts off your mind and you know, yeah. distract you, even though it's still reality, it's just a distraction. And then obviously once you start doing something, like it allows you to kind of build, mm. build to a certain level where you no longer are crying over situations that were beyond your control. See what I'm trying to say to you? Just, yeah. but one thing that I didn't mention that hurt a lot as well, obviously he was in Jamaica for four weeks, isn't it? Um, obviously, I was in. I was at work. This where, was pri- this was prior to um, prior to it, December. So he just came back for a week. I got one week with him, yeah. one week, and uh, it was it was gone. But I think what helped as well was just that fact that we had that kind of week with him, where he was on life support in it, yeah, um, and. It was, yeah, it was, it was a long week. That week was, it was, really that week was hard, It, man. it, it was, was emotional. And you know what pissed me off, yeah? Sorry for my language, right? Yeah. Is the fact, Patrick is well known, right? And obviously, we know the situation, we know the, what's happening. But then everywhere I'm looking, yeah, everyone's putting up film on social media. And I'm there cussing, like, like, please, like, let's take it down. If the family doesn't give permission to do it, don't do it because it's a sensitive time right now. If they haven't announced it, please. And now pissing me off because it's, it's, it was a very hard thing at the time. But then people are trying to, I understand they're trying to be showing their support. Mm-hmm. But sometimes mm-hmm. it's not the best thing to do, if you know what I mean, approaching that situation. And I was fuming. Like, I was actually fuming at some people and crossing them. And they're like, like, what the hell? What the hell yeah. it's, it's, it's one of those ones where you can't stop in it from when people know a certain situation affecting somebody that they know, sometimes they'll just use certain tools just to vent in it. Yeah. And yeah. Then obviously, people start asking questions. Like, it might just be an innocent vent, but from when that one person posts, a lot of people were going to start seeing it. Exactly. You see I'm trying to say to you, asking questions and just talking to others, and it's a cycle you can't really stop in it. It was just, yeah, it was overwhelming. It was quite overwhelming, you know. But 
I, that's why I had to just make sure I just kind of responded to yeah. everybody. Cause like, I never said thank you for just, yeah, just reaching out. Do you think I that um, prior to, you compare to before Josiah was born, when you got Josiah, and if you, I guess, before you became a father, how you would communicate your emotions or how you, you're feeling compared to when you were a parent, and then obviously be for yourself. Because I oh. think, like, my, my whole thing on this um, this stigma of men not discussing their feelings or not talking about it, yeah, I'm smitten on it. And why is I'm smitten on it? Because I think it's it's also down to a comprehension piece. Mm-hmm. Now, the same we've got multiple languages in the world. You've got multiple ways of people communicating how they feel. And for, let's say, me and Eb, yeah, F, she asked me how my journey to the shop was. For me, it's short and sweet. Yeah, that was it. It's a beginning, a middle, and an end. It's just short and sweet, and and that's yeah. that's that's my language. You know, it's there isn't a long blurb of emotional distress all the way through. Some people need things like that to understand someone fully. Whilst, um, yeah. I don't, I don't output that. That's not my output, and I think that's where the breakdown is because people tend to, or even partners tend to, if if it's a short and sweet answer, they think you're just masking it or you're not fully exploring it, or you haven't fully identified it, that's not necessarily the case. There isn't a, a long hurrah to put into how you feel about some, something if you can succinctly say, this is how I felt about it, and this is you know going forward. Um, but in the same front, there definitely is a lot of front and bravado that, that's put on, where as men, we just want to get over and done with. You know, mm-hmm. really put much thought into a lot of what feelings and really truly identify. So that's why I'm quite smitten on there. So it's like, uh, talking about it might make you weak, or you might think oh, maybe no one else has gone through this, so you can't really identify with it. And this is why it's key for us to like have the discussion, have the conversations, because mm-hmm. let's say, what's a moment? What's a moment that you you've had a, a deep kind of or emotion that you was overwhelming like possibly before Maya was born or during Maya's time now like what's your kind of feelings on, on that um I think the deepest dive I had was when Josiah passed because remember I think it was me you and Kieran that was in the car um when Kieran that yeah. we, we left the hospital and we went we went mine and no you weren't even in the car Kieran when it came and got me um and it's me, him, and Aston in the car. And I was just, yeah. as I was bawling in the back of the car, Kira looked at me, he's like, oh, just lay it out. Just, just lay it out. I was having so many conversations in my head, but nothing was coming out of my mouth. Yeah. Like, all, there was just tears flooding, flooding down my face. And then the time when there was us three in the car, and we was just talking, um, I think it was the deepest dive I've had with it. And even post that, I was just sitting at home with, with Eb. Um, I don't. I think Maya was out with my mom or something, and yeah, I was just. I think I was listening to the song, and I was just like crying. And I was like, yeah. it's, "It's that projection because one, having my godson gone, to a loss as a parent, as a new parent as well. Because at the time, Maya was about four or five months old, so uh, yeah. you know, it's like there was so much going um, on. So, like yourself, sometimes it, it is in the back of my mind around." When they get ill, is will this happen? You know, what yeah. what am I gonna do? 
like in that sort of situation. Um, but outside of that, it's not it's not been a great deal. A lot a lot of time it's more around Maya's development and remember I was saying to you about her uh, regressions because like sometimes when like when she was potty training and she got sick and then yeah. it, it started going backwards sort of thing. Um, yeah, it was the, like my feelings around us was, was quite intense. So I was talking to to everybody and she was like, "These things happen. They don't always." you know, fast track for everything. Because, you know, Maya's quite advanced for her age. Like, she's she just, yeah. it's like she's just on a track and she's just going. She's just going, going, going. And she's, like, ahead of her age for a two, two and a half year old. When she starts, like, yeah. regressing, it was like, oh, why? You know, yeah. start to, like, dissect what we're doing. Is there anything doing wrong or anything like that? And um, it's, it's, it's key to have a partner that understands these things. Because if... It wasn't it. I probably beat myself up about some of this stuff. Like we're doing everything right. Like, yeah, sometimes you have to sometimes believe that you're 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 not doing everything wrong. You're you're, you're learning every day, innit? Yeah. And you have to kind of remember that as a as a as a dad. Sometimes, yeah, you think, yeah, man, it's been a little while now. I got this. Now we'll never fully have it. And especially when our child gets older and develops their own personality and just starts holding in things, and obviously we can't force them. We just try to, like I was saying before, we have to try to develop that friendship with them in order for them to kind of for us to kind of understand them for the whole of our life not just up to a certain limit where they can go off and do their own thing and you know not share everything with your parents yeah because obviously yeah as we get older we don't share everything with our parents but i feel like that adds distance because then you start feeling not comfortable telling your parents like things that you've gone through in life and you know that even narrows down to the whole even down to bullying this is what I'm trying to say to you. Like, you never know if your child's getting bullied or not. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that kind of communication with them, to speak to them. So, yeah, never feel like that, my bro. Like, you know, you got to lift your own self up, you know, and say, yeah, no, nah. like, I'm I'm happy with my progress. I'm happy where I am. Mm-hmm. Like, them doubted moments, if you feel like that, then think about a way to fix it. Yeah, and that's why it's, you know, it's good, you yeah. Got, you, that yeah. We've got the, like, we've got our group chat. You know, and again, for everyone listening, we're not using, you know, some magical means of everything. We're literally using all the things we got our availability. Like our WhatsApp group chat, we've got two. We've got one for just the three of us. We've got one with the other guys in the group as well. And you can, like, just speak, just have the conversations. Like, everyone's personality is not the same. So you will have, you know, um, conflicting opinions on how someone may (laughs) feel about something. Or sometimes you might get read and no reply. Yeah. (laughs) What's the outside of that? Okay, is that what man them think? Yeah, okay. (laughs) But outside of that, it's still still music, man. Because, like, remember the night when I, I think it's like two or something in the morning, and I was supporting the group, I was like, why is she up just crying? Like, she was bawling. (laughs) Yeah, remember the night? I think I think one of you two was up because you lot replied there. Yeah, like, it was, was me. Like, yeah, is that when like, she was just crying, crying for no t- no reason? Yeah, well, like we yeah. came out there, she was just crying, crying, and I just yeah. like, like literally I had to put her on my shoulder and walk around with her in the living room until she fell asleep. And like, cool, tried to put her back down. Up again, going crazy. But again, mm-hmm. she was she was she was ill at the time, or well, leading up to her coming up, being ill at the time as well. What? It was just like it was just so much, and I remember I said, "You like this? It is so much because if it's not me, it's gonna have to be Eb, you know." And her back's gonna start hurting after a while, and my back's gonna start hurting after a while. So it's like, oh, this is it was it was a lot. I remember sending the voice note in yeah. the that night um, until she finally went to sleep, which was 
thankful. I'm quite thankful for that. And then, no, actually, uh, P, do you remember another time, yeah? Um, yes, I think I'll, we only spoke about it briefly, but it was it was especially when we just the first couple of days of Josiah in the hospital, and that's when everyone's that hospital started to see that. I'm not getting crazy. Because remember when Maya was yeah. beefing me for no reason? And people, when I say she's beefing yeah. me, yeah, <laughs> my daughter would go to anybody. Maya was calm. She'd go to anybody. You see, when I walk in the room for her to pick me up, <laughs> she's balling. She'd look in my direction. She's balling. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> I'm going to make people think I'm out here abusing you. I ain't feeding you. And then, she says, save the mustache, fam. I'm, maybe that's what it is. So, got my hair done, got my beard done up and that. No, she would ball, and this happened for like three <laughs> months. Yeah, three months. Eb's like, nah, you're oh, like, yeah. Ebony was like, You're taking this two person. I was like, How can I not? Exactly. She's with you, <laughs> she's fine. And the only difference between me and if it's the other way around, and I was like, The, the main difference between me and you is you've got a lot more um paternal uh role, connection. connection and like, yeah. like um obligation because I can't breastfeed her, and I didn't, she wasn't growing in my womb, you know. Um, and again, I'm not saying people, before anyone tries to slave me, that's not your own purpose as a mum. Definitely not. Um, but, <laughs> disclaimer. Yeah, disclaimer. Um, but yeah, those are the only two uh, things. That's the only thing you're doing different to me because I can't do that. But everything else, I was quite hands on. I'm doing so. And man, we're just beefing. She go to my mum. Well, that's her best friend anyway, so that makes sense. She go to my mum, go to my, uh, um, to my brother, my sister, strangers. She went to everyone at the hospital. But then I'm literally outside the room looking through the window. She looks at me, balling. And I, I asked him, let's go ask Pete. I was like, nah, I don't mm. understand. This like it was actually bothering me. Like it was it was stressing yeah. me out. And then she just stopped one day. I was like, oh. Start growing. Yeah, she just stopped. But it was like it went for three months. Like, imagine feeling rejected by a child for three months. And I haven't done anything. She's like, I, I see you. She's like, I see you. You're about, you're about now. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't do oh, anything. I, like I, I was white. She's sussing you out. She's sussing you out. Literally. Bro, I was fuming. Yeah, I, that her, that bothered me a lot. And I was fuming on that. And then she just stopped. And um, mm-hmm. then it was just, it was daddy, daddy's girl again. Um, Literally, it was. Because they feel loved, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. And so much so that it was like, so about her. Like, You've had your time. It's my time now. <laughs> she, she's been daddy's, daddy's girl since, and she does. She does. Ad, um, she does uh, identify between us for different reasons. So she, I'm I'm more of the stricter parent of the two. Um, mm. Not fully authoritarian. Can never pronounce that word. Uh, or too disciplined. If there's a disciplinarian word, might have made that up. Um, but. Of the, of the two of us, I'm a lot more strict, and so she's she's still come to both of us for emotional support, um, but she will also go to her mom as well. Especially if I told her off, she'll go cry and be like, "Why are you crying now? Daddy told me off." Okay. <laughs> so what, <laughs> what do you what, what do you want mom to do? <laughs> to do exactly and, and tell you off? I don't understand. <laughs> but it's that um, and it it took, it took a while, man, for us to get there. But I've, those are my. My, my biggest ones and when there's when when she's sick and can't really fix it yeah. it's a lot man yeah. like when I, remember the time I took her to uh doctors because uh like she, she was throwing up i like, remember i was actually downstairs yeah, yeah. about to go up and Eb messaged me and she was like she just projectile vomit and Eb's in hysterics over it so when i got there she seemed fine but she just threw up like a lot and then she was yeah. crying and her, the air, she kept touching her ears 
It was like, there's nothing in her ears. Like, what's going on? Fast track. Because, allergy. No, she was teething. But because she was laying down so much, she didn't start um, crawling as of yet. I think the saliva was going to the back of her throat. Mm. And you know, EMT. It, is it EMT? A and nose and throat. It's all connected. EMT. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, all connected. Yeah. So EMT, yeah. she uh, got some sort of air infection from me. We had to give her some like, um, okay, antibiotics. But at the same time, we didn't know if she's allergic to any sort of medication. Mm. This is the other thing that 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 was was sort of a. It was a, a stronger fear on Eb's part than myself because Eb's allergic to penicillin. So, oh, is she? Okay. Yeah. That's her only allergy. Oh. Everyone thinks it's milk. She's got an intolerance. She's not got an allergy to milk. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was one of the questions of the yeah, baby shower. Yeah, the baby shower. They're everyone going yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but you know what? That projectile vomiting thing yeah, is quite scary. Because I remember um, Christmas time, last year, Christmas time here. Yeah, this is when we, we don't know if Zion is allergic, but we think he has an intolerance. Because he had, um, you know... Black kids, yeah, as black parents, yeah, we don't really sugarcoat what we give to our kids. Yeah. What we eat, mm. they eat or they taste, you know what yeah. I mean? Give a little taste of a little this, a little that. Yeah, but you keep it to a minimum, if you know what I mean, like the mashed mm. potatoes, etc. But we was having like scrambled eggs and I don't know, I think, I think, I don't know who gave it to him, a bit of him, but he ate it and then we didn't think nothing okay. And then he had mac and cheese later down, right? And then he started projectile vomiting. This is at my mom's house, and mom's a nurse as well. Yeah, and this woman, oh my gosh, she's a PICU nurse. She's, so basically, she's a nurse that she was a special. She's a specialty nurse mm-hmm. for kids in intensive care. Did you say pediatric mm. nurse? Yeah, she was a pediatric nurse. Oh, I thought you said PICU. Was like, isn't that a yeah? PICU, no PICU, oh. pediatric intensive care nurse. Oh, see. Yeah, she's on a specialized nurse yeah, at King's Hospital, no, St George's. So. So what this woman done, yeah, obviously her being a nurse, she then gave the boy the thing again to try to rule out what it is. And he was projected vomiting. And then we went another same time Christmas, a few days later, we went to um, Portia's family's house. He had the exact same thing. He had scrambled eggs and he had mac and cheese. And we realized, right, I'm going to be allergic to it because Portia was hysterical. And obviously me, I got to stay like calm be like mm-hmm. babe let's like let's let's just be yeah, reasonable do that same thing all the time yeah just even though you even though you're fearful inside as you are shitting yeah yeah, are like, you, babe, do just, you have you have to think about the positive yeah yeah of course so i said to her this one don't worry don't worry you can't have a meeting yeah then i ruled it we ruled it out to being i'm allergic to eggs mm-hmm. and cheese but then oh. he, he do the test but he, he can't i went to the gp yeah the gp said no they know what i said yeah. the gp said oh he's too young he can't do the test now wait till he gets older how like, old was he are you stupid he's a couple months he's, how old was he when this happened this was oh, a couple months. couple months old he was like okay i don't know yeah no because he was not one yet we just found nine has got an allergy you know to egg yeah but the thing and is, yeah. she, she, but she's been itching. She's been getting rashes in it because of the, because of the egg that she eats, and possibly peanut as well. So. Oh, that's the worst one. But it's the yeah, mo- you know, that's the most common her, allergy. Mm. Peanuts. Yeah, and it's crazy because peanut destroys the penis and almost everything. I don't know why, but uh, it's like it's the most common allergy to have. And 
You know one thing? Damn, I'd be vexed if I couldn't eat a Snicker, you so know? So it's, it's weird, <laughs> because... Bad man chocolate. Because, <laughs> obviously, I was born in the Guyana, yeah? My mum, pregnant in Guyana, in the Caribbean, yeah? You eat anything you want to eat, yeah? I come up, mm. no allergies. Then, when my mum was pregnant with my little brother, the men drivers tell her, oh, don't eat, don't eat this, don't eat that, don't eat that. She must have looked at them and be like, shut your mouth. You know, you know the Caribbean people, yeah? <laughs> she still went on to eat peanuts and all that, yeah? When the brother come out, he's allergic to nuts. Like, he had it so bad. Like, you can eat nuts if you forget to wash your hands and you touch him. Yeah. Alex used to do that. Yeah. Forget, Alex used to come to my house, eat nuts, or forget to wash his hands and touch my little brother. He will literally start projectile vomiting. He will swell up. He will start itching. Uh, it was really bad, yeah? But my sister now, yeah? My mom, my mom, they tell her, oh, you can eat whatever you want to eat, basically. And my little sister's fine. That's like Portia. When Portia's pregnant, yeah? They tell her, because I was waiting for them to say, oh, don't eat this or don't eat that. They didn't tell her, because I tell them, eat anything. You eat anything you want, as long as you personally is not allergic to it. Yeah? You should eat anything. All she said, yeah, is like, be, be wary of seafood. Make sure it's cooked right through. Because mm-hmm. you know sometimes prawns don't cook right through or salmon yeah. or your, your beef and stuff like that. Other than that, it's been perfectly fine, but with allergies is... I don't know. It's this, it's this air that we live breathing in <laughs> this country. Mm-hmm. It's just literally different. That's mental, man. I think, like, one thing I've, I will always say I'll put my hand up to is I've had a lot of ignorant <coughs> moments as a dad because Maya's because is so much like me. I, everything I assume she's not that I like, she'll like everything I don't like, she won't like. Which so far, Touchwood, I've been correct. Yeah, but um, she's she's gone off. She's gone off some weird stuff. Like sometimes she don't eat meat. I'm thinking, are you vegan? Like what's going on here? <laughs> I was like, really trying to get her to eat her greens more, but. At the same time, I don't really eat that much like vegetables, apart from uh, like your broccoli, your your kalaloo, your spinach. Like I like those sort of stuff, but all the other, yeah, that's no, too much. Um, so like when it comes to like allergies, yeah, because I'm not allergic to anything and I don't have an intolerance for anything. Like I was ignorant to the possibility that Maya could. So up until that moment when they like, does she have any allergies? I was like, no, no. So then when they start going through the family, um, and then Ebbs, obviously, penicillin, then we was like, but what if she is allergic to more? So it starts it starts opening up the, those questions and those corridors of, okay, maybe I need to not be so... Uncertainty. Yeah, maybe I need to be so blasé about um, certain parts of, of, of fatherhood and pay a bit more attention to these key bits that you don't think much of. Um, yeah. So we would love to think that nothing's wrong with our kids. Natural, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all love to think like that, man. But the truth of the matter is that we have to be serious. <laughs> yeah, this one is. Serious, even if we do, even like back to the main topic is now is like, even if there is, we don't want to talk about it. It's literally you don't want to share your emotions and thinking. This is what I feel. Like back to the same thing mm. of of we the mothers are shitting bricks when something seems to happen, but we as men thinking, no, we got to we got that stigma. We got like stay calm. Be that strength. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But sometimes I don't think it's that though. Like, not, I don't think it's 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 um. So like, like if something happens to her, yeah, Eb would be um not hysterical. I make her sound like she's crazy, but 
but I'm the calmer of the two. And that's because I approach almost every situation, situation. the same. That yeah. more calmer because the calmer oh, person yeah. normally thinks more straight and then sensible. Can, can Not sensible. Put, yeah. yeah. Do you get what Emily, I mean? Sorry, sorry. Nah, sorry same Emily. as me, yeah. same as me. So it's like um when you're panicking, you don't you make get, more mistakes. Yeah, you don't get to have a big overall image and you don't get to like mm-hmm. logically dissect everything through. So I try to approach all the situations that we've got at home with it pertaining to do with Maya with that same same front. And I can understand yeah. from her point of view how sometimes maybe frustrating because it almost seems like, why are you not upset or why are you not why almost like you don't care or why you're exact so calm same sort of thing. things with but, Porsche. and this is why i mean when i say that this there's a, there's a comprehension there's there's a comprehension piece that every couple is going to go through and i think that's the disconnect is um this is how i identify with this situation and deal with it compared to how my partner would have compared to how patrick would have paid how kester would you know it's mm. th- there's a comprehension piece so i don't think it's always we're, we're pretending or we're trying to put on a bravado but Mm-mm. And that's why I say sometimes, because definitely is a lot of times it's like, oh yeah, man, just I, I just gotta do it for that, innit? Like, yeah. and you just never speak of it, you never address it, and it bottles up. Because one thing Eb absolutely hates is that whole too strong to talk thing that men have. Um, mm-hmm. From we got together up until now, she repeats it a lot. Um, and especially when I saw this thing the other day, I think I was putting the group about you know, eighty four men a week in the UK. End their life by suicide. Suicide. That's yeah. about twelve yeah. a day. So, like, even just now, someone could be gone. Um, yeah, that's that's a topic we're gonna touch on going depth more during the week. But yeah. it's a very good statistic. It's not it's a statistic that's very shocking. Yeah, because it really ties into their mental state. So, mm-hmm. it's it. We, we we say this to say use your channels and you know speak if you if you know that how you convey how you feel isn't being received correctly on the other foot, then just have the conversation about it. Because me and Eber had a conversation about how we identify sadness, how I identify it compared to how Eber identifies it, which was the big disconnect. It almost seemed like I'm pretending like I don't get sad. But then when I broke, broke down to her, what I class as sad compared to what she does is completely different. Different. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's, it's, these are the conversations that can be had will, will help to break the stigma and the stereotype for the ones that are generally like that. For the rest of the man, them, it, it does nothing for you to just say how you feel. Like, if, if the person you're speaking to makes you feel a certain way about it, only a man, them, making you feel a certain way about it, then you just let, you, you either address it with them that they're not really dealing with it and that's not the sort of support that you expect to have from them and then you speak to someone mm-hmm. else about it. And I can understand from a lot of people's point of view because I'm quite a private person as well. I don't always like want my relationship out there or my situation out there, whatever. But yeah. the, the things that you do speak on or you can speak on, if the person you're speaking to isn't understanding of that, then you don't have to don't don't carry on that. But don't make don't be, don't use let that stop you from speaking. So you could have another close friend that you could speak to about it. You know, because like looking at our group, like I know who I could speak to about certain things. I could speak to anyone about the same topic if I wanted to, but I know who I can get a different reception. A response and, and, and yeah. a better understanding from. Do you know what I mean? And I think everyone's got that amount of people in their friendship circles. Um, but again, it's totally down to you. And I just really encourage having the conversations. So I know something with Maya, I can speak to Eb, I can jump in the group chat to you and be like, well, this is blah, 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 and this is how it's going. You know, if it's just a vent, just use the vent. Like, honestly, and don't make no one make you feel no way about if you're just spending on your social media. If that's 
all you know you know to do you got doing mm. do it because people reach out to you in it just say that to say that you know people yeah man thank you for listening guys we appreciate it each and every time literally you don't want to read out the socials what's the socials again black stands magic underscore UK, uk on instagram yeah, so just get the DM, um, and you can just hit the email bit on there, and just find the email or anything. But definitely, just let let us know your thoughts. And if you're if you're a parent who's who's lost someone, you know, you, you share it. Um, how you dealt with it? How bro. you dealt with it? Um, just to encourage each each, each other, because when you know losing a child, and then you think about a future about having more children, you know, it's a different headspace you're getting. And again. It, we're here to have the discussions. Uh, just want to reach out to Patrick directly. Again, he's on he's on the the, the socials as well. Um, yeah, at party on Instagram, P A W D I. Just give me a shout if anything. Like yeah. if you ever gone through anything that's affected you directly in terms of your child or losing a child, you know sometimes it's better to just share than to just bottle that up. Yeah, man. God bless everybody. Singing. Yeah, man. Everyone, take care. Speak. Use your voice, man. Speak. Peace. Bye-bye. Pain in my heart, yeah, it's killing me. Praying to the Lord, I hope you're hearing me. Me, you, mommy, what a trilogy. Always in my heart and forever in my memory. You're my son, you're my best friend. Can't wait to the day that we meet again. Now there's no more tears because we're family. How your smile shines through me. Uh